Welcome everybody. This is Sybil Karras and I am excited to be here with you for today's episode at Faith Beyond Measure. And today we're going to be talking about some very good information. A lot of people today are looking for ways to make more money. Um, We have people who are looking to invest. Some are starting businesses. Some are working more hours. Whatever it is, we do so because a part of us believes that God wants us to be prosperous. If you look at the way he designed and created this earth, all of the various species, we actually are able to expand ourselves to prosper in the way in which we procreate I think a lot of times we get so engulfed in looking at the dollar and in the in the final amount that we lose sight on what it takes to make money work for us one thing I want to cancel out before we go any further something that is often misstated and misquoted and misunderstood in the bible there is a scripture that references to the love of money and oftentimes you hear people say money is the root of all evil but we must be cognizant of how we teach from the Bible. How do we teach the word of God? And that phrase is incorrect. So if we were to actually look in the Bible and we would find the most misquoted text we would also understand that it is not money that is the root of all evil. Okay? That's not what the Bible says. The verse actually tells us that it's for the love of money is the root of all evils. And that can be found in 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 10 for the love of money is a root of all evils money itself is not evil money is required in order for ministry to exist even when Jesus as an itinerant preacher had people supporting his ministry the women that followed him the the people that he had around him they supported him financially okay so Understand that it takes money because at the end of the day, how would we be able to provide God with our first fruits if we're not fruitful? So it's not money that's the root of all evil. It's how much you love it. Because our first commandment is that God is our God. We should have no other gods before him. If we're loving money then more than we love God, then it's that love That displaced love, that is what God will be displeased with. Because number one, 
God did tell us that he will provide all of our needs. So we don't have to love money because if we truly have faith and we truly believe that God is our provider, then we don't have to love money. All we have to do is love God. Amen. But getting that concept out of the minds of people is crucial. Why? A lot of things in our lives that happen or don't happen start with what's in our minds, our perception of whatever it is that we are trying to delve into. What are we thinking? What is, if, if I am to be prosperous, but in the back of my mind, I believe that I'm doing something wrong or being sinful against God, then there will be some blockage because I'm not going to go and do the things that I should do with an open mind and a receiving heart. If I am misled to believe that money is evil, then I'm not going to pursue it in the way that I should. I'm going to believe that I'm doing something wrong because I'm wealthy. And of course, that is a very poor perception because God did not create us to live impoverished. We have become wasteful. We throw away money every day. If you don't believe me, I'll give you an example. What do you do with the apple seeds after you've eaten the apple? Exactly. You throw them away. The seed is what produces more apples. (laughs) And so we are given the opportunity to, to replicate that which we have consumed in such a way that it will yield even more than what we had. So one apple typically can have four to six seeds in it. That means it can make four to six different apple trees from the one apple. But we throw the seeds away as if they were garbage. And then we go to the store and we pick up another bag of apples. God has given us everything we need in our hands to be prosperous but we because we don't recognize and understand the biblical concept of wealth and prosperity the purpose in which God was so intentional and how he made things that can make itself from within when we birth our children they come from within but they start as a seed one seed can produce a whole forest And yet, we undervalue the seed. Now, biblically speaking, a seed can be many things. Uh, Sometimes people talk about sowing a seed and they mean of a monetary gift. Um, Sometimes people talk about sowing seeds. Um, God provides seed to the sower. We have to understand that it is the start of the seed that can develop the, the, the harvest. Okay, and so we want to talk a little bit about that today, but we had to remove the misconception about wealth and prosperity and what it means as a Christian. We had to cancel out the thought that money is the root of all evil because it is not. But we must also govern ourselves and caution ourselves to not love money more than we love God. Well, 
I want to bring our attention to a particular scripture in Matthew 25, starting at verse 14. And it's the parable about the bags of gold. I'm not going to read it verbatim, but I'll give you the gist of the parable. And so we had a man who was going away on a journey and he had three servants. And to one servant, he gave five bags of gold. To the second servant, he gave two bags of gold. And to one servant, he gave one bag of gold. And he gave it to them according to their ability. And now the text tells us that the first servant went and took the five bags of gold and he he put it to work. And he yielded another five bags of, of, of gold, which means he ended up with ten. And then they talk about the second servant. He did the same. He took his two bags of gold. He went to town and he made it work. And he yielded another two bags of gold, which gave him a total of four. Then we have the other servant who took that one bag and he dug a hole and he buried the gold to save it for the man who went on his journey. And so when the man returned from his journey, he he got with his servants and they said, look, master, hey, I, I doubled what you gave me. And, and the first two servants told him, I doubled what you gave me. And the man was actually very excited. And he says to them, after the, the third man told him that he didn't do anything with the money, he took his money, he took the bag of gold from him, and he was through with him. Because the man did not work what he had. And I just want to, for a point of clarity, make this clear. There's nothing wrong with saving your money. But we cannot get in the habit of merely saving our money. Okay? So when the man came back, he told him, Well, you know (laughs) that I like to get a harvest from places I didn't personally sow a seed. And that is something that struck a chord with me. You know, we work, there's employees and there's business owners, right? And an employee is someone who goes to work and they literally exchange hours of their life for compensation, for monetary compensation and that's something that is what a lot of people do and there's nothing wrong with that don't get me wrong it is a form or 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 a way for someone to be able to provide for their family and I'm all for being able to provide for your family but you have to remember that not everybody desires to work in exchange for hours of their life. What do I mean? Well, it is possible to have money in a certain arena, in a certain place, and the money itself will grow. And then you begin to pay yourself from the proceeds, from the profit, in which the money in the right arena, in the right market, in the right type of environment, you pay yourself and you did not have to clock in or clock out to do so. 
You're allowing the money to work for you instead of you working for the money. Well, that is what investors do. God has given us the ability to be investors in our own right. We invest in ourselves by being educated, seeking education. We invest in ourselves by doing different things to help improve or enhance our lifestyle. But we can also become investors in money. I want to make it clear. I want you to understand that God's intended purpose and everything that he does is intentional. God does not want us to spend all of our time working for someone else because then that means we have less time to work for him. Amen. And so if we are pulling 60, 80 hour work weeks, that takes time away from us being able to spend time with him, from us being able to spend time with our families and our loved ones that he's blessed us with, from us being able to spend time with ourselves to recuperate and be rejuvenated and refreshed. And so I want you to understand that even though this parable speaks of many things, I want to point out that it also allows us the inkling to understand that God wants us to be investors in our own right, in some way, shape, or form. That we would be able to put something in something in order to yield a larger result. As a preacher, as a minister, oftentimes when we are called to preach and we stand at the sacred desk, The word of God that comes from our mouths are seeds that we are planting or imparting in those whose ears are receiving, right? And then what's supposed to happen is they're supposed to, after being fed, go out and do the same. And even though I may have preached a sermon one time, the seed that I have planted should spread to other people. Hence the commission of Jesus, the great commission to go out and make disciples of them all. In order for that to happen, there's no possible way that I could go preach to every single soul that's on this earth. It will take a collective effort. However, we do it with the mindset of an investment. I I am going to invest this word of God in you. And I'm going to trust that you will go out and yield a bigger harvest than I could reach from this one place in these four walls. If 10 people were to spread out, the word would spread more widely than if one person was to talk to all of the people. And so the same concept applies to our ability to be investors financially. The parable uses gold for a reason. It could have been seeds for a harvest, but they used some form of monetary identity, such as gold, because that is also in what God's design is for us. There is an understanding that you still must pay your taxes. You still must pay your tithes. There are things that have to come from monetary exceptions. And you 
have to understand that God is not asking you to work yourself to death for anyone. Now, I am an employee, but I am also an investor and I am also a business owner and I am a minister of the gospel. And the reason why I bring all of that up is because I have invested in myself so that I could branch out in more ways than one to have the multiple streams of income. And it is important that you understand that there is a such thing called rule of 72. What is the rule of 72? Well, we'll talk about it. The rule of 72 is basically a formula that calculates how long it'll take for an investment to double in value based on its rate of return. So this the rule of 72 of rule of 72 applies to compounded interest rates, okay? This is something that is powerful. So I could break down the whole formula, but I don't have a whiteboard considering this is an audio podcast, but let's say uh you made an investment of Um, You want to know how long it will take to double your money with an investment that has an 8% interest, okay? What you basically would do is you would divide 8 into 72. And that's when you'll know that that investment will double in 9 years. In 9 years, your investment will double. So, why is that important? Because when you are investing, you have to have a plan. And I imagine that you know that the seed from the apple, if replanted, it will take some time for it to develop into the apple tree where many apples will have come into existence. But the time it takes for that to happen is what most people don't have the patience for. And so we throw the seeds away and just go buy another bag. But nonetheless, as someone who's looking to invest, you have to remember that time is, has to be considered as part of your equation. There is no fast money in investments when you're first starting out because you may not be starting out with large amounts of money. In fact, it's not advisable that you do so until you get more familiar in which market you would like to invest in. But you do have to put your money to work for you, just like the servants did in the parable. You cannot save your money and and look at it, gain pennies to the dollar, and just keep that same amount. So for every $10,000 you have saved, the bank will give you four cents. That form of interest is not compounding in your favor. You have to find a platform in which you can take that money or a portion of that money and use something like the rule of 72, compounding interest, where you will gain back your money or double it within a shorter period of time. Getting four cents for a $10,000 investment in a typical savings account with an average bank, how long do you think it will take before my $10,000 becomes 20? If I'm only getting four cents a month, 
it would take an awfully long time. I would applaud you if you would take the opportunity to research what compounding interest is and how it could work for you. Now you may say, well, I don't have the extra money. I'm paying all my bills. I'm doing everything I can. I'm just barely making my ends meet and I get it. But sometimes what you may have to do as part of your investing plan is take the first year and put aside $10 a month. And at the end of the year, you will have $120 that you can use as strictly as investment money. You can take that $120 and find a platform that you would like to use as your investment. While you're waiting up, saving up that year, study and learn about investing. And and find the people who will be willing to share their knowledge with you. The information is out there. And it would be behoove you to try to gain knowledge on what you can do or who you can talk to that can help you understand how you can make that money work for you. With all that being said, understand that God intended for us to be prosperous. Even in our biblical learning and our biblical teaching, we understand that God has put things in place whether it's through nature, human nature, financial natures, that there is the ability to reap, not necessarily where we sowed. There is good news that you don't have to work and exchange your life, time of your life, hours of your life in exchange for money for the rest of your life. That there is ways that you can start today to look forward to having a five-year investment plan so that in five years, your financial situation will not be what it is right now, but much more improved. That you can put money in places so that it can double. And then you can do the process again and double it again. So $120 can easily become $240. $240 becomes $480. For 80 will be doubled and it grows. Now, that's how compounding interest works. It doesn't just keep doubling that 120. It will double the amount that has been doubled. And it's, in essence, compounding on it upon itself. And that's what you will learn how to do when you link arms with the right people. It's one of the things that I offer in one of my businesses, Boss Lady Investments Group. But I help people link arms with investors to help them improve their financial portfolio. And I oftentimes am greeted with, but money is the root of all evil. And so that's what led me to do this particular show today. Because it's time that we stop living in the present and for the here and now and start planning for a better future because even if we're not here to reap the benefits there's some people you can look around your house and see who will be lord willing that can reap the benefits and that's biblical god wants us to make sure that those who are coming behind us are taken care of 
So hopefully you've enjoyed today's podcast with Faith Beyond Measure as we will continue to expand and produce these podcast shows to share the information from God, from God's mouth to your ears. Thank you for joining me, Sybil Kears. Much love and success. God bless. Thank you.